Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Y'all, 2019, (laughs) this year been crazy as ever. Like literally one of the craziest years I've experienced in a long time. And it's been a great year in terms of things that I had and was planning on coming to fruition, but it's also been a very teaching and learning and testing year. So let's start off back in January. So in January, 2019, I launched my podcast, Doing the Most Domestic Adventures Entrepreneurship. And since then I've had over 35, I think, over 40 interviews actually with entrepreneurs. I've done some solo sessions. I've done some Q and A sessions and it's been amazing just getting a chance to talk to individuals. And what I realized though, is that even though I have the podcast, I kind of do miss doing videos. So the podcast wasn't really supposed to start as a podcast. It actually started as a video series. And then one of my podcast guests, shout out to Mickey from gifted sounds. She was just like, why don't you turn this into a podcast? And I'm just like, "Mm, podcasts are a lot of work. I don't know. I don't know. I know I can do it, but do I really want to add that to my play? And she was just like, well, if you're part of this podcast network that we have called Gifted Sounds Network, um, we do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Here's the fee. And then we worked it out. And now I have the, the podcast out. But what I realized, though, is that season one in its entirety was the video series. So let's start off with that. And then it wasn't until season two and three that I only was doing audio. I didn't do any more videos. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of lost a little bit of love for it. So don't get offended if you're listening to this on the podcast. Like, I have to be true to the type of content that makes me feel happy to be creating, the type of content that feels good to me, right? Like, I don't want you guys to be listening or watching something that I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm just going to try this thing. I'm just going to drag my ass on it. Like, I don't want to be dragging my ass. I want to do something and do it well as much quality as I can, even though I'm like the get shit done queen, I want to make sure that I'm putting out things that give me joy, bring, make me happy, not just putting it out because, oh, I already committed to this thing. I just got to do it. No, that's not how my life works. And I, that's not how it's going to start working anytime soon. So what I've decided to do, um, and those who are listening to this on the podcast or those who listen to my podcast, yeah, I know I started slacking like crazy in season three episodes wasn't coming out on Thursday like they were supposed to, like I promised you guys. And I don't want that to continue happening. So what comes next from here is um, two things. The very last episode of season three of Doing the Most of Misadventure Entrepreneurship will be a podcast live. So that's happening on January 16th at New York City Grow with Google Labs. We're going to be doing a podcast live. If you want to get tickets to that, just um, message me on any social media at GSD with Georgie. So it's going to be mostly, um, or when it on um, January 1st, it will be available for purchase on the Global Google website, but the finding the information is a little bit tedious. So just hit me up. Just hit me up on social or email hello at gsdwithgeorgie.com. And it's going to be in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about that. I'm um, in the comment section if you're listening to this on social. And so that podcast live episode is going to be happening on January 16th. Again, Grow with Google NYC, and I have a very special guest, y'all. So if you don't know who Dwight Peters is, you're about to know. And so this is a college 
friend of mine and he went on to launch a bunch of different companies, a bunch of different businesses. And he got the hustle in him. He's a dad, he's an entrepreneur. So it resonates a lot. He's Jamaican. So we're going to be talking about, you know, what has his misadventures been? Cause there's been lots of ups and downs as any regular entrepreneur will experience. But I think Dwight kind of brings it full circle, kind of where I started um, back in Baruch. We were entrepreneurs and like the entrepreneurship lot. So it was crazy. Look out for that episode. It's going to be air- taping live. And then I'm going to air it about a week, two weeks after the live session. So that will be the end of season three of doing the most misadventures entrepreneurship. And since I started off by saying, I don't want to do, I, I started losing love for the podcast. Is there going to be another podcast? Is, is the podcast going to keep living? And the answer to that is yes and no. So the, yeah, the, I'll start off with the no. So the no, is, it's not going to live in the same format that it was doing before. So the podcast is going to go back to being the interviews with the entrepreneurs um, and just sharing their stories. So I'm going to keep it as that. I tried to put, you know, a lot of the content on the podcast and it just didn't work. It just didn't fit. Maybe I'll still bonus, do bonus episodes, but the consistency of the podcast will live within interviews. So don't beat me up. There's not going to be no content. I'm not going to tell y'all <laughs> um, from now. Cause what I also did in the first season and the second season that was really helpful. I recorded all the episodes like in a month span and then release them after that. That was more of an efficient workflow for me. And I'm just trying to keep it real with y'all and let y'all know how I get it done the best. And so that's what we're going to go back to. What works? Why, why break a system that works? And I tried to break the system that was working for me. I like doing it on video. I like recording everything at the same time. Cause listen, I get busy with these kids, this family, these businesses, I got a lot of shit to do. And so I want to make sure that when I put out something is, it is of quality. It's something that I enjoy, something that I like, something that is presentable to my audience and my fans and my followers and my supporters and my clients and everybody out there listening. So shout out to y'all. I want to give you guys the best type of content that I possibly can. And that starts with me doing videos. I love video. So there's something else coming up. I think I'm going to launch it in March, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to make promises. And then like, oh, Georgie, what's that thing? Because then I go overwhelmed. <laughs> just keeping it real. Just trying to keep it 100% real. We talked we talk about that. This is all, this is what getting shit done is about. Being real, being honest, being transparent, being raw, not sugarcoating anything. So, so far, y'all, we just talked about January, what happened in January and the results of what's happening and what happened is going to happen in 2020 January. Then the next month, February of 2019, I published my book, The Art of Getting Shit Done. And today I have over 400 copies sold. We're not a number one bestseller, but that's okay. Because guess what? I did it. The book is not perfect. There's some grammatical errors, there's some spelling errors, but guess what? I also mentioned that in the very first few pages, I told people what to expect. This book was not meant to be a perfect book. This book was meant to be a done book. The information is there. It's not legible. You can still read it. <laughs> and, and I'm really, really proud of getting my book launched. And since launching and publishing my own book, I've helped three other people as clients publish their books this year as well. Actually four, because I did somebody's book cover as well, book cover design. And so what that tells you is that my action led to others taking action and getting stuff done. And that's what it's all about. That's what that to me, like that is the magic of GSD. That's what I preach and that's what I hope for. So it's not even about me getting it perfect, but it's about me learning and being able to have the knowledge and the tools and the resources to help other people get across that line of execution. Because I'm focused on getting it done by any means necessary. I could look at something like, oh, I, somebody could look at something like, oh, I can't do that. And then I look at it, I'm like, oh, actually you can do that. You just have to move this around and move it like 
okay, it can be done. But a lot of people don't have that type of mindset. And I understand and I am cognizant of the fact that I am privileged in that sense. That is my purpose. That's my blessing. That's what I have to do to be great. That's why I'm on this planet. That's why I'm on this in this world to help people execute and get across the line of getting it done. And so even though, again, my book wasn't perfect and I've helped clients have super big, you know, bigger launches than I had. And that makes me so happy to see them able to cross that finish line and get these things done. So February, The Art of Getting Shit Done came out. You know, I've gotten a lot of speaking engagements through it. I've gotten a lot of interviews. It's just really amazing to see people when somebody leaves like a review on like Amazon and they tell me how it's impacted their lives. I remember the other day I went to an event and uh, one of my colleagues were there. Shout out to Derek. Um, And he was like, I got this opportunity that we're here right now because of something that I learned, a tip that I learned in your book. And I was just like, yo, stop it. Don't make me cry in front of these people. Don't make me cry in front of these people. Like, that's what it's all about. Share my story, share my lesson, share my journey, share my misadventures, because a lot of misadventures in that book. And I posted on social media the other day. So if you guys are listening to this and watching this and you have a copy of my book, I was, wasn't meant to be a sub. I was like, I could tell a lot of people that bought my book haven't read it, because if they did, they would have been in my inbox maybe pissed off, maybe happy, maybe excited. But the folks that do read it and give me these testimonials, some of giving me private testimonies, like, listen, I was in a rut and I read your book and I got right out of it. And it like taught me, you know, to keep going, to keep pushing that there is an option. Even when I think, think and feel that there is no option. I'm just like, yo, y'all gonna make me cry all up in these public spaces <laughs> because that's, that truly brings me joy. Helping people to accomplish their goals is what brings me one of the most joys right like just tell me that like my whole day is made like my whole week is made that was february published my book march was a little crazy i moved back to new york so that's what happened in march i moved we took the thousand mile plus drive from georgia back to new york with all of our belongings all of our kids and it was a little heart-wrenching because we didn't spend as much time as we wanted to spend in Georgia but guess what we learned we made a lot of connections and New York is where we needed to be in order to grow our businesses and to then set a stronger foundation right so a lot of people were like Georgia I thought you said you never come back to New York I'm like listen life is about change life is about obstacles life is about growth and you learn things every single day of your life every single day and like somebody could say some the smallest things and that could be the most impactful thing that you've heard in years years and i'll give you an example somebody the other day um the other day i was on the the tamron hall show as a virtual uh guest so if you guys want to be on tamron hall show go apply on her website go be a virtual guest right and so they dialed me in and the producer asked me for my opinion on a topic um they were talking about the ti stuff that day i'm not gonna talk about it here that's this is not the podcast for that but they were talking about it and it's like do you have an opinion i shared my opinion and it was more it was like a middle opinion i was like you know i'm a mom so i understand like as a parent i understand why he did what he did but as a woman like you overstepped my dude like that was crazy and so the producer came back he was just like you know it's okay to have a strong opinion and he didn't mean anything by it right 
he because a lot of people would have you know a far like no 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 that's completely wrong don't do it and then other people would be like that's completely right he did what he had to do as a dad but my opinion supported both of those things right in television they don't want you to be like the middle person they want you to have a strong opinion and so that little sentence that he shared like just reframe my mind because i realized that a lot of times i try to meet midway and that's just how I feel. I can understand and sympathize with a lot of situations and a lot of people. So I ended up being mid ground. But I say all that to say that something that one person says to you or one decision that you make or one kind of information could lead to a bigger decision that you never even knew were was possible, lead to another angling business, lead to another client, lead to another potential. So moving back, that moving back to New York, that's what that was for us. Like taking the decision taking a piece of information and then applying a decision to that piece of information that will allow us to thrive and get better in the long run. And, you know, I hope to find my way back to Georgia, right? I was loving to see, loving, loving seeing all of those rich black people. <laughs> um, and it was just like a really great community. It was super diverse. It was, you, I, I finally saw, you know, what wealth, like my idea of wealth, like is, you know, a nice big house, um backyard your kids go on a block and play like I don't feel like I've gotten a lot of experience in those type of communities and so being in Georgia allowed me to see that and that's definitely somewhere I want to go back to and we could always go back right you're not stuck in stone even if you make a decision you could unmake that decision right most decisions are unmakeable like you take them back redo something try again try from a different angle and that's called life so that's what happened in March y'all see how much information I'm dropping right now we only in March <laughs> Q1 done. Then in April, I got a job. <laughs> so I'm a mama too. I'm married. We just moved back to New York. Got my nonprofit that we're setting up, Caribbeans in Tech. Uh, still running operations for McCoy Movers, and I still was having my consulting agency, GSD Solutions. And then I go get a job. Do y'all hear me? Yes. Yes, I am crazy. No, I didn't lose my mind the first day, but I did eventually. <laughs> and I'll rephrase that. But what this job allowed me to, so it allowed for many things, right? So I like to look at the positive side of everything that happens or everything that I experience. And so let's start off with that job. What I was able to do in the few months that I was at that job, I read so many audiobooks, so many books. And one, and then I also learned a lot about operating and running a nonprofit, right? Caribbeans and tech was becoming a nonprofit. And I had to understand how do nonprofits, especially nonprofits that generate income work. Hmm. So I learned that and I was able to read, I, I read, I could you not like, well, listen to, cause I know some people like to discredit eBooks, but um, audiobooks. And I was not a big fan of audiobooks either. I'm like, you're not really reading the book. But what these audiobooks that I um, was listening to was focused on leadership, management, entrepreneurship, um, personal development. So it was like a lot of skill building while I was doing these tasks. Because I was like, people wear headphones at work? <laughs> this was weird for me because I'm like, I never really had like a real job. So this was like a nine to five, Monday through Friday job. I've done many contracts and like part-time at different places before, but I've never like, had to go somewhere and like actually dress like a, you know, and uh, was it business ca business formal casual? You know, that's business formal, right? I had to like actually put on clothes. Like ninety nine percent of the time, I'm just in a t shirt and some 
sweatpants and that's how I go to events that's how I speak to people online that's how I've worked in most of the companies that I've worked in a lot of like tech companies and tech startups so this was like a real culture shock a real like my first real world experience at like what a job that you know regular people go to look like like you have to go to lunch lunch was a specific time like it was really eye-opening and so the month that I was there I took what I could right I, I I had to take orders from, you know, there's multiple managers above me. Um, you know, I was at the bottom of the, the line, right? And every day I'll go in, the task is kind of repetitive, but I had to learn these things and understand, like, this is how my employees in the future, because I'm going to, I'm a boss already, first of all. <laughs> and so I had to understand how these things work. How do these principles, how do you hire? How do you onboard, right? So I knew a, a little bit about that already, but now I got to see it firsthand and like, what the, the the employee experienced and how do you operate a nonprofit? So everything that I did there was like a learning experience, but I had to go. So when, when I get to the month where I had to leave that job, then we'll talk about it. So this is April. So I got this job going nine to five while still trying to handle and balance everything else I was doing. I know I'm crazy, but it's okay. Learn. You never take L's. You only take lessons. Never take L's only take lessons no losses just lessons then let's move on so that was april may in may i hired my first i guess you could call it full-time assistant no yeah i hired my first assistant in may and i've had like folks be you know part of my team help me out as volunteers but this is like a paid assistant that was kind of an extension of me and that was also a really good experience to see how do I delegate tasks because I knew how to delegate tasks to people like in like higher roles but how do I delegate you know um delegate like smaller tasks how do I break something down better so this taught me a lot more um hands-on experience of creating like SOP so system um, standard operating processes in my business and I'm a person, I like to take a lot of notes. So everything that I did, I already like broke it down. And I just was able to amplify and put these skills into place by having this assistant. Like how do I train? How do I onboard? How do I fire? How do I hire? How do I pay people? Right? So all these different practices and principles I was able to put, put into place. And my assistant, she was amazing. Amazing. And um, yeah, so I was just like figuring out how to manage all these things. Cause I know like my path and like my purpose is definitely to be an entrepreneur, a manager, CEO, founder, owner, like period. Like that's gonna be my life. And learning these things from an earlier stage, I'm only 24. So learning these things from now is essential to my success as a business owner and as a boss. <laughs> as a boss, y'all. And so that was me. Then in June, what happened in June? Oh, June kicked off my tour. So I brought my, I put my book on tour and I did the GSD tour where I was, uh, I went to various locations in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, like all over New York state um, to talk about my book, sell copies, get more people to support. And so that was super fun. And it just taught me like, people want to hear what I have to say. That's really what it like put stronger into my brain and so that was June and I know I'm missing some stuff that happened but listen this is all I remember <laughs> um and I might write a blog post I usually do like an end of year blog post and talk about like my year as well so maybe if something is missing go check out that blog post and figure out what else happened in these months um but I'm just talking about the key highlights and lessons right no losses just lessons 
um and some of the book tours there was one of the book tours locations that one person came and it was funny the person the way the person came that's a story i'm going to tell you guys and so i was on i i went to the spot it was a juice spot shout out to nourish spot in brooklyn uh actually, no they're in queens Nour- the nourish spot is um a juice bar and food bar that's based in a healthy food bar that's based in queens it's near like jamaica avenue so definitely check them out the nourish spot and so I went over there and we were supposed to have like the book um, that was on the book tour spots. I was like marketing it and nobody showed up. And I'm like, do I take this as like a loss or what can I do here? What can I learn from here? So what I did was ended up, I went on Facebook live. I went on all the lives. So Facebook live, Periscope, which is Twitter. Um, what else did I go on? Instagram live. And somebody that participated in my Twitter, my Periscope live video ended up coming by the spot and interacting uh i don't remember if they bought a book i think yeah and they bought a book right so you just never know and that taught me about like the potential of the internet and so this was just me going live and somebody came to the book stop because of that so that was a really good lesson and like now i do more stuff on periscope and now i'm like a streaming guru i do all things virtual streaming and i'm gonna have some content about that um later in the year well no new year <laughs> new year new content y'all <laughs> um that was june july now okay july is when i quit the job that i was working and it was just because i cannot stay stagnant for too long this job was just not a good fit for me as a person that's an innovator creator i like to have things flexible i like to just be able to wake up and say okay i'm gonna do xyz today um and if i do the same thing too many days in a row I lose my ish. This is the doing the most GSD podcast. I lose my shit, y'all. I lose my shit. <laughs> I cannot do the same thing too many days in a row. I'm just like, listen. And the job is getting repetitive to the point where, unfortunately, I started slacking. Yes, I started slacking, like intense. Um, not on purpose because it's just like, eh, I've done this already. I don't want to look at it again. Like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you start slacking because like, ugh, what could have changed in 24 hours? I already did the same thing for eight hours yesterday. Like, so, you know, that was my bad and I should have been paying more attention. But again, that was just not a good fit for me and forcing or trying to make it work when it's just like, if there's somebody else that deserves this position that will be better in the position than me, that will, like pay more attention and care for it more versus having me here and not doing a good job so that that's my policy when it comes to like quitting jobs and i and i've talked about this a lot in like um interviews right people always say oh entrepreneurship quit your job like that's like the whole correlation i tell people do not quit your job unless you truly hate your job or like you're it's like the pride like it's making you go crazy and that was the position i was in i was just like this job and all the things that I have to deal with every day, I'm going nuts. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and I need that. Like, if my mind isn't good and if I don't feel good and if I feel like I'm walking on, like, glass every day, shreds of glass, like, cutting myself up, like, it, I just, like, I can't even put the words together because it was just so daunting. I kind of became a zombie. And everybody around me started to notice. And they're like, George, you look so tired you you okay <laughs> and i'm just like i don't want to be here like that's what's going on man i'm like i want to be here but i don't i want to disappoint nobody i don't want to make you sad like uh so 
but had a really great talk with the manager there and she just kind of really like you know we had a little one-on-one and it was just really an eye-opening talk that it's just really do what's best for you and I and I knew that already but just having somebody reiterate that was really helpful so I quit the job in July and in the same the same day my last day of the job I was featured on Forbes 8 so I went to Forbes 8 and I did it um for their pitch competition and I was presented Caribbeans and tech at their pitch competition and that just showed me right like there's another opportunity there's something else coming next the same day I leave the job is the same day I was selected to do the Forbes eight pitch like come on divine intervention was taking place and I and I knew that for sure because I'm just like this is too crazy too coincidental and you know they have a little party to celebrate me and like a little goodbye party but that just shows me there's something else out there there's another opportunity there's something coming up next so don't hold, like the more you hold back from like going full force on what you're meant to do and I did a um YouTube recording about this and it should be on my Instagram too like stop blocking your blessings I went there, I learned what I need to learn and I was supposed to have been move on, right? And the contract, it was supposed to actually be a short-term thing, like a temp thing. It's supposed to only be eight weeks. And then I ended up staying there for I think like 12, 15, 13 or something weeks. But I was over the time I was supposed to be there and because they still needed help and I felt like guilty about like leaving or like just like quitting. I don't, you know, I want to be supportive of people. I care about how people feel and how things work. And so, but like I was doing a deficit to myself because I was blocking my blessings. Like I was supposed to go to the place, learn these lessons and take them with me and leave on a good note versus learn these lessons and then start like deteriorating, right? My, my, my work ethic, my, um, functionality started deteriorating. And then also this was like one of the busiest seasons for the moving company. So it was just like my mind and my head was like, everywhere versus just being here and if I had left when I was supposed to that wouldn't have happened but no love loss no losses around here only lessons so I took that as a lesson and put it in my pocket put it you know it's gonna be my next book (laughs) and it's here like I'm here sharing that because I made it out of it uh so that was July and then in August, I started refocusing my energy back onto my content and what I needed to do for GSD, tightened up all the applications and the processes for the GSD summit, figured out what I was going to do for the rest of the year and started executing that, creating a bunch of content, much interviews. And that kind of progressed till um, September as well. Got a bunch of speaking opportunities that month and just like networking opportunities. September, what happened in October? Oh, I did my TED talk. (laughs) So in October, I did a TEDx. So that was pretty cool. Um, In this, and here it is now, right? In the summertime, when I was still at that job, I knew, and I was, I was listening to the book, the audio book, talking like TED, and then I decided to look up TED talks that were local, and then I saw like Farmingdale, Long Island City. So those were very local to where I am. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to apply to them. And I reached out to the folks that were putting on these um, TEDx talks and boom, I was selected. But you see, if I didn't, if I wasn't at the job, I probably wouldn't have listened to the audiobook. And if I didn't listen to the audiobook, like I knew I wanted to do a TEDx, but it, I didn't have like the action behind it, right? I didn't have like the, the urgency behind it. So I was at the place. So I had the time to then look up the TED talk, listen to the book look at the TED Talk, and then apply for the TED Talk. And then in October, when I was now finished with that previous opportunity, I was able to reap the benefits of the seed that I planted, that was planted during this um, opportunity that, you know, 
somebody else would have looked at oh, as a loss. But if I didn't have those things happen, this other thing that was the beneficial thing, the thing that I wanted, wouldn't have not happened. If I didn't plant the seeds, I wouldn't be able to re- reap the fruit. You can't harvest the fruit and the vegetables if you can't plant the seeds. And I'm a, um, t- what's it called? I read about this in um, Charlemagne the God's book. I think it was Black Privilege or the one after that. I don't know one of his books and he will because I, I didn't watch the movie but he was saying like I forgot which movie it was but like there's a scene that they talk about put the weed in a bag and it was focused on the fact that these guys um they were new drug dealers and they wanted to just reap the benefits they just wanted to get the money they didn't want to stand on the corner they didn't want to they were talking about what they were going to do with all the money that they made but they refused like they didn't want to start at like step one which is You can't talk about the money that you're going to use from selling the weed if you haven't even put the weed in the bag. You have to do step one. You have to start somewhere, is my point. You have to start somewhere. So the concept of, like, just recognizing, like, that opportunity, you have to plant the seeds, you have to put the weed in the bag, you have to start somewhere in order to, you have to start at day one in order to get to day 365. That's just the truth of it. And, you know, day two might feel rocky, day five, day 10, and you're like, oh my God, why am I doing this? It's not feeling good. It's not making sense. You just keep putting weed in the back, putting the weed in the back. <laughs> or, you know, keep planting the seeds and you're like, oh my God, I'm starving right now. Why do I keep having to plant all these seeds? It's because once you plant the seeds, you might not, you ain't water the plants, take, you know, nurture it, nourish it. A couple months from now, you look over, you're like, oh my God, I got a garden oh my God, I am a kingpin if you want to use the put the weed in the bag example. And it's just as simple as that. You have to start somewhere. I keep telling people this all the time and I see clients that will come to me or like people that I see on social media or like people that reach out to me. They're like, oh, Georgie, can you tell me how to do XYZ? I'm like, listen, I've been putting this weed in the bag since 2014. Are you trying to ask me to help you, you know, run the block on the first day? You better, I don't even know what to tell you sorry uh and that's just the realness of it you have to start somewhere some people level up faster than others because of whatever resources access tools materials networks they have but nobody can't do that unless they didn't start somewhere somewhere you have to start now and so let me get back to my my calendar so that was october i did my tedx talk um november the get shit done summit went down and I just shared this on social, and I'm going to share it here as well. Um, this year, I was kind of disappointed in the Get Shit Done Summit because I personally felt like this was the most planned out year, the most prepared year, the most, you know, I checked off all the things on my task list, like the most, you know, well-planted year. So if we're going to use a seed example, this was the year that I made sure that I planted my seeds on time. I watered them. I read books to them. uh, (laughs) I got, you know, somebody to come and hug them. And I was expecting a really good return, right? So again, I took care of these seeds. I did everything that I was supposed to do or what I thought I was supposed to do. And then when it was time to reap, all I got was some dead bushes and weeds, in my opinion. But I had to look at it like this. That's just not, it wasn't meant for this year. I was supposed to learn this year. I was supposed to create content this year. So I'll tell you guys some of the stuff that went down. First thing that went down was, you know, so leading up to the summit, everything was great. It was feeling great. So then the day of the summit, 
got to my computer, set everything up, everything was going fine. Then we started having technical dish, um, technical technical difficulties and i make all my speakers tech check before the, the talk to make sure that everything is good the laptop is good your camera's not upside down your audio works everything mad technical difficulties i'm just like oh my goodness oh my goodness but we're gonna keep it going and then in the middle of the conference my daughter who is upstairs because i'm like in um my the, the office at my house she's upstairs and i hear crying she's with my like sister and my sister's babysitting, and I just hear like screaming, crying. So I run upstairs, and because we were at a break where I think somebody, another speaker was talking, I had time to like step away from the computer. So I run upstairs, like running, 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 like, oh my goodness, she's crying crazy. Like, usually she cries like when her, her brother, like, you know, kids stay act crazy, like sibling issues, right? But this didn't sound like that. This sounded like, you know, if you're a mom or a dad, you know, your, your parent radar, like, this sounds like something's really wrong. So I get to the top of the stairs and the door is locked. So like I'm banging on the door like, no, my baby crying, something wrong. Open the door, open the door. And my fi- my sister comes to open the door. She locked it because my daughter was trying to come down the stairs and I don't want her to do that. I look at my daughter and I see her mouth is like all red and her hand is red too. I'm just like, I know we have strawberries. Was she eating strawberries? Cause I was like, this cannot be blood. <laughs> uh, this, uh, what? This, this cannot be blood. That's a lot of blood. It, it looked like strawberry. Is it strawberry residue? And my sister's like, no, it's blood. I'm like, <gasps> it's what? Blood? I'm like, give me my daughter now. Like, just give me the baby. I did my daughter. Like, I felt so bad because as a parent and, you know, guardians as well as like individuals that have people with dependents, right? You feel so guilty when you're doing things that's, like, not focused on them already, especially when they're home. Now, like, I felt so guilty. Like, I'm here hosting this conference um, downstairs, and my daughter is bleeding and crying and in pain, and I don't, like, what's going on? Like, super, I felt so, like, honestly, I felt like a shitty mom. Felt like a shitty mom. And so what I did, like, what, 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 came over i was just like all right instant thinking her lip is busted um her jaw is busted she needs ice she needs this to be cleaned out and she needs to be coddled like she's in pain so i went to the freezer got me some <laughs> green beans we didn't have no ice i got me some green beans got some baby towel went to the bathroom washed her out and i did all this in time to get back downstairs so that i could transition to the next speaker i was holding her while on live camera and rocking her until she fell asleep and that's just how you have to get it done. So overall, she was okay. It was just like, because, you know, your lip bleeds a little bit more, like, because her jaw was all, she, like, she bit down on her jaw when she fell. Um, it was just so much. And I, like, 2017 or, you know, 16 Georgie would have had a whole panic attack. Like, we're going to shut this summit down. Please don't call me. Don't text me. It's over. Leave me alone. Too much is going on. But I had to then think of it like, what can be done in this situation, right? Don't focus on what can't be done, right? What can be done? I can wash her out. I can, you know, go back to the computer. Like, it's not, I'm not at a big conference. Everything that I need can be handled. So I checked her, make sure she was good. Listen to see if this com- the previous speaker was still speaking. Healed her, brought her down with me, gave her some support. And everything was fine. The, when the rest of the summit went on fine. We had more technical difficulties, but I ended up just editing the summit and then sending people the replay, right? And that's just like a big lesson on shit's gonna hit the fan. 
So between like and then like the turnout as attendees, I was expecting a like a lot bigger turnout because I, I invested a little bit more in like making sure I got ads, making sure I had like somebody on social media, like everything. I made sure everything was so perfect and it just wasn't, right? It just was not perfect in the way I wanted it to be. And I have a quote. Um, I saw this quote like almost a day after the summit and it just blew my mind when I saw this quote because it just really summed up the whole entire experience. And the quote is, um, uh, what does it say? Uh, I can't find it. Pretty much the quote is just like, it talks about the fact that shit could still hit the fan, no matter how perfect you, you could still, oh, it was like, you could still commit no mistakes and still lose. And that taught me, that quote just reminded me of like, no matter how perfect you may think something is, shit can still happen. Like it's life. And you just have to figure out how you're going to adjust to it, how you're going to move on from it. And what can you learn with, learn from this thing? Because if you sit in it too long, you're just going to make more deficits for yourself, your life, and just everything that you're trying to achieve. So I'll just like, listen, there's a lesson my experience, learn from it, boom, move on. So that was November. And now we're in December. December has started off well. If you guys know, and if you don't know, my birthday's coming up December 13th. So I'm super excited for that. I'm turning 25. And so I think of this year as my, you know, quarter life crisis. (laughs) And so it was just like a lot of different experiences, a lot of learning, teaching experiences that got me to have to tell talk to myself about like what do you what do you really want right in your short 25 years 24 years about to be 25 you've done a lot but what is the things that really sit with you what are the the actions that you love to take what are the things that make bring joy to your heart what what sparks joy in your life and thinking about that I did like a day in November where I was just like went through all my business stuff and figured out okay what do I want versus what I don't want what do I want to continue to do And what's going to be my legacy? That's the big one. What's going to be my legacy? Am I going to just be Georgie, the girl that did a bunch of things? And the answer is yeah. But I wanted to have purpose and meaning behind it. So I'm the girl that does a lot of things and learns how to do things and then teaches it to other people. I have a skill of breaking down things to a microscopic way that anybody that I come across can easily understand that. And not everybody has that skill, but everybody values and understands that skill. And I've been able to monetize that way more than everything else that I've ever done. So with knowing that, I'm not gonna just do things because I think they should be done. I'm going to do things that I want to do and then help other people do those things as well. Cause a lot of people want to do many things like I wrote a book, went on tour, launched a podcast, got a job, had a summit, did a TEDx talk, all in the same 12 months. And a lot of people, that's like, that's one of their lifelong goals, just one of those things. And I'm not saying that to stun anybody. I'm just saying that because that's my specific skill. That's my specific talent. And then now that I've did those things, I could help. And I have helped many people do those things as well. And that's my goal. That's my purpose. The question that people love asking me every year, like I didn't just do a thousand things, (laughs) is what's next? So before y'all start asking me this, I'm just going to give you an answer, right? What comes next? Well, I've decided to purge <laughs> and do a lot of cleanup. Again, figuring out and focusing on things that I want to do because I 
felt for a long time I just wanted I did things a lot of things that I knew would make other people happy and to the point where when somebody asked me what makes you happy and I'm just like oh making other people happy and I think and that wasn't enough anymore and I need to figure out and I've started figuring out and working on things that just are just for me just like a small space for me to just be great and like feel good and even if people think it's weird or crazy or like awkward I'm just like no this is what I like and that's okay so it starts off with purging so I decided to streamline everything that I do so now my when you think of GSD with Georgie people know that I have like the GSD University I had GSD Solutions the podcast the book blah 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 so this is how we break it down we have GSD with Georgie that's my personal brand and on, underneath my personal brand I have my GSD with Georgie website which is my blog um doing the most of eventual entrepreneurship podcast lives under that as well as my book, The Art of Getting Shit Done. So if you want to book me for speaking, you want to just listen to or read or interact with some of my content that I do on entrepreneurship, motherhood, being Black, that's where you go to GSD with Georgie for. If you're ready to get shit done and really put time, money, and energy into you doing something instead of just reading and looking and interacting with my content, content then you'd head over to GSD Solutions. At GSD Solutions, we do consulting that focuses on strategic execution. And what that means is everything that I've always done. How can we do some shit with this limited amount of resources, right? <laughs> um, how can we execute on limited resources? Because that's what I've done since day one. And everybody has limited resources. Even the company that has, you know, a million dollar budget, that's still a limited resource. It's, it ends at million. It's not, oh, I have an infinite budget. Everyone has their own version of limited resources. So the little girl or the company that has, you know, $100 and they have to figure out how to get you know, five people in the door versus the company that has a million dollars and they need to figure out how to interact with 5,000 people. I help both those size companies to figure out how to strategically execute on what they need to do. And I have various packages ranging from something super simple to something more like intense. And I have a team of folks that work behind me. So developers, designers, like I have everybody could think of copywriters so i have built a whole entire team so anyone could come to us and we could take in any size of business then the last thing is if you're not ready to do have somebody do everything for you and you want to learn and grow with other entrepreneurs i've created this service called doer labs so doer labs is a community it's a human-centered community for entrepreneurs to learn connect engage and grow and what I mean by that is because I've seen so many people online will interact with my content or interact with entrepreneurial content, but they don't take action. And so I know through community, you can then exchange knowledge, resources, and connections. So Doer Labs is where I'm going to have all my workshops from now on. So all my webinars where I have guest speakers, all my masterclasses, all my workbooks, all my worksheets, and have people interact and engage and help each other out so some of the benefits of that there's gonna be an accountability program there's gonna be a mastermind there's a bunch of ways to actually implement the things that you're learning so many people are learning and learning alone or they might be involved in a facebook group but i feel like that's not enough you need to have all these things in one place where you can then level up and people could keep you accountable so that you grow together and so that's Doer Labs, and it's a membership, subscription monthly membership program um, to get access to everything. So instead of just paying for one-off courses, people are getting a part of this intense community, and I'm going to be in there every day. So I'm going to be interacting and hanging out with people and really trying to get folks to execute. So this is more of like a DIY space um, versus like GSD Solutions. That's done for you. And you'll get all this information if you go to my website, gsdwithgeorgie.com. 
and I separated it into these sections because GSD with Georgie, again, focuses on content. GSD Solutions focuses on if you want somebody to get the work done for you, work with you to get that done. And then GSD, hear me talking about GSD. Then Doer Labs is a space where you come together and you co-work and collaborate with other entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah, so that's a breakdown. And that's what I'm going to be hitting the floor, floor running with in 2020. And I want you to come hang out with me. <laughs> this ain't about me selling nothing. Y'all can check it out. I just wanted to recap my year and tell you guys what I'm going to be working on next year and what's coming up. A lot of, again, focus, a lot of execution, getting shit done as usual. But this year, 2020, I usually set an intention for the year. And for 2020, I want to help. Like, I want to be able to name each of these people. I tried to do this campaign before. I want to help 100 people get shit done. I want to know these people. I want to either help them through GSD Solutions, so having them come as a client, having them be a member of the Door Labs community, but I want to help 100 specific people get shit done in 2020. So 2019 was focused on me getting shit done and showing, like, listen, I'm about that life. I strategically execute. I am the execution strategist, period. <laughs> and then 2020 is about let me help you get shit done. I am the execution strategist, the person that you need to have in your pocket. I've done a lot of stuff over the last couple of years and I'm super excited to turn 25. Happy birthday to me. Um, and you can definitely shout me out and say some happy birthday words to me at GSD with Georgie on all social media, December 13th, Friday the 13th. Don't forget it. And it's just really about how can we really execute, right? Motivation is one thing. Content is one thing ideas are one thing and i want to leave you guys on the note of you know anyone and everyone can have ideas all the time every day but it takes a unique person to say i'm gonna choose myself to execute my idea and i truly believe to my core that now is the time to choose yourself for your idea whether you are a college student a high school student a college grad someone in the middle of your career your 50th birthday is coming up. Your 25th birthday is coming up. You're turning 100 next week. It's always a good time to start. There's no bad time to start. You may not feel like you have everything that you want to get started, but you always, always have everything that you need to get started. There's something that you could do right now, today to start on whatever journey, whatever path, whatever task, whatever you want to get done, there's something that you can do today, right now, this second, this moment to get started. You just have to figure that out. And I can help you because I'm the execution strategist. I'm out, y'all. This is the last episode of 2019. Catch y'all 2020 for doing the most of Misadventures of Entrepreneurship live in New York City and check out GSD with Georgie, Doer Labs, and GSD Solutions. <laughs> Remember, keep getting shit done, y'all, and I'll catch you guys soon on another episode. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Doing the Most. Catch us here next week, same time, same place. If you can't wait, head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected. Until next time, keep on doing.